the only one who seems to think there's a problem with the pitching acquisition and development in this organization. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. Baseball America, still today, the industry's preeminent independent publication regarding prospects, evaluating prospects, evaluating the way teams evaluate prospects, evaluating the way teams bring prospects up through their systems came out with a special report yesterday in an article written by J.J. Cooper, but researched by their staff, that ranked from top to bottom based on voluminous data over the past decade and change, which team is the best and which team is the worst and which teams are the 28 in between when it comes to drafting and developing pitching. Hint, you will not be surprised, actually, by either one of them. The best, just to get this out of the way, happens to be in the division. That's the team that you would expect it to be. It's the Cardinals. Yeah, they had a down year. Things aren't always going to go perfectly anywhere. And they didn't in St. Louis last summer. But they're the best. And actually, the metrics that are in this piece strongly suggest they're the best by a mile. They know what they're doing when they get their hands on a good ball player. And at the same time, the team that's at the far end of the spectrum, depending on the category that you choose, are your Buckos. They ranked 26th in the total number of innings pitched that they've gotten out of draft picks. It's 2,619 innings. They rank dead last. In runs allowed per nine innings, that's 5.03. And they ranked dead last in fielding independent pitching. And without boring you with all the details of what that is, it means take all the other variables out. If you're playing for a terrible team and you're getting hit or giving up a lot more runs than you might on a good team, all of that's taken out of the equation. The Pirates figure is 4.76, and it too is dead last. You know where the Pirates are not dead last? That's right. They've signed 21 picks inside a draft's top 50 overall players since 2012. And they can't make anything out of it. Now, the fairest way to discuss this is to mention and make it very, very clear that Ben Charrington's group's only been in place since 2020. But this survey, this metric, is right now. So it includes any and all trajectories that might have followed on top of how awful Neil Huntington, Kyle Stark, and their staff were at this sort of thing. Because these guys not only haven't been better, they've been worse. The Pirates have gotten worse in this area. And you know what? You don't need J.J. Cooper. You don't need Baseball America to tell you that. What you need is to just look at the current situation, 
the optics. You don't even need to know the underlying story behind each guy, behind each pitcher who's lost velocity or lost command or lost poise or everything else that these prospects have been losing. You don't need to know that. All you need to know and that you can see plainly is that the current general manager of this club is in a desperation mode. They'd never acknowledge that, but he is. To acquire outside experienced pitching to fill out a rotation because he doesn't have any pitchers left other than Mitch Keller. Who, incidentally, will be the first to tell you, as will people in the Keller camp, and I know this because they've told me, that they credit his progress and his all-star season to factors from the outside, to camps that Keller visited. Who's responsible for this? Well, look, I know that every time I bring up any subject related to the Pirates, it's going to be Bob nutting this, Bob nutting that. I'll repeat that I have heard nothing at all to suggest that the Pirates are cheap in this area. To the contrary, they were actually pretty good at spending in this area under Huntington. And when Charrington came in, by every account, they spent that much more, especially in the specific area of data, of analytics. The departments just grew and grew and grew. But everything in this equation funnels at the same spot. It's about your pitching philosophy. It's about your pitching instruction. All of that is headed by Oscar Marine. That doesn't mean he coaches every individual pitcher at every individual level, or even necessarily that he knows all their names, because no major league coach could possibly do that. But that's the way this screwy system is set up. And when you see that Marine can't get answers at all at the big league level, then why would you be surprised that he can't get them peripherally at any other level when the rest of the pitching coaches, and I say this respectfully, are extremely limited in what they can and can't teach? That's just modern baseball. It's not, I, I don't want to sound like, you know, get off my lawn or whatever, but it's not the way that it used to be in the sense that if someone was a class A pitching coach, they could just work with the class A pitchers and try to make them better. Maybe that was a worse way to do things. I don't know. I'm not taking a stance on that in one direction or another. All I'm trying to do is to emphasize again here that it's a single funnel. I don't know how, after the baseball we've witnessed, at PNC Park under Marine, after how we've seen no pitchers other than Keller, no starting pitchers, not one, get better under Marine in all this time. I don't know how you look at this information, no matter what you think of Baseball America's process in coming up with it. I'm sure you can always pick apart this or that or whatever, depending on the narrative that you'd prefer to satisfy. I don't know how you look at that and say, yeah, this is our guy. This is absolutely our guy. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone. 
an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Steve, who says, DK, all I know is that when the questions are, what did you do to get better this season? And what makes you think you'll be better and a contender this season? And the answers that come from Travis Williams and Ben Charrington are still about the development and the young players and the prospects, essentially talking about the farm system, as if it was four years ago. I know that this is just an ongoing, never-ending shell game bait-and-switch operation. Am I right? You know what, Steve? You're right until they prove you wrong. There's always a place for precedent when it comes to any sort of discussion about the future. There's always a place for it. And when you're talking about what the volume of precedent is, under, first of all, the owner, and secondly, under this front office, meaning under Williams and Charrington, the precedent has been that they focus, at least verbally, completely on prospects and farm systems, and we know what's coming. And once it gets here, sustainable this or that, well, it's not coming, okay? It's not at hand. I don't have to guess at this. All I have to do is look at what was at Indianapolis last year. I could look at Altoona, too, and there's some hope. You know, there are a couple guys, and when I say these things, I never mean uh, I never mean to put them into absolutes. There are some players there that you should like. You know, Jared Jones is a nice-looking pitcher. Bubba Chandler has promise. I'm not even going to bring Paul Skeens into the equation because he just fell from the sky into their laps. But when you're talking about actual hope toward a championship future, and the main guys that I can mention to you are two or three pitchers, and you know I could go ahead and throw in Rowanzi Contreras, Luis Ortiz, Quinn Priester. And I could say, hey, they, they're still young. You could still make something out of them. But I'm going to go right back to where I just was in the opening segment, which is that same funnel. Everything's got to pass through it. And if you don't have either the people or the processes or either to make baseball players better at playing baseball, then what are you doing? What are you even doing? Do you think you can cover it up? 
Do you think you can blanket that by going out and getting a Martin Perez and Marco Gonzalez and get them at bargain rates and find yourself another couple? Wait for skeins to come up and then like hit, hit a bunch. Your hitting coach isn't any better than your pitching coach. And that's also verifiable and very easily so. How do you know? How do you know? That one comes up a lot. How do you know it's the coach? Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Are they making people better? Are they leaving them just about where you expected? Or are they getting worse when they come to Pittsburgh? Here again, you don't need me for this. You don't need Baseball America for this. All you have to do is sit at PNC Park and watch. Watch. I I could pick any name out of the hat. Go on to the hitting side. And O'Neill Cruz comes up, has a really, really nice and encouraging second half to his rookie season, for which I gave the Pirates proper credit, including Andy Haynes. I felt like there were signs of real maturity over the course of that summer of 2022. And that's the only exception I can cite. The only exception. Because everyone else and their storyline looks like Nick Gonzalez. Number seven overall pick in the draft. That is a heck of a capital investment for a franchise like the Pirates. That is not, oh, well, let's hope we hit on it. That's a can't-miss location in any draft. Even baseballs, which is more fickle than most, can't miss. And they have swung and missed on that one to the same extent that that kid has all the way through the minors and then into his time in Pittsburgh this past season. I hope he does great. I'm not sitting here trying to fulfill a storyline and hoping that he fails or whatever. Terrific young man. And when he does make contact, the ball dances. But he doesn't make contact, and he hasn't gotten better at it. The survey, to be clear and to reiterate this, the research that B.A. put in was related to both drafting and developing because, as they'll be the first to attest, it's difficult to draw a line between the two. Everything kind of blurs. People who follow the system closely, much more closely than I do, will tell you that it's the developing that they've put real talent in there and they can't get anything out of it. Well, what's the point of all this then? They can sign a bunch of mid-range free agents and just kind of hide and hope that nobody finds out about this? (sighs) I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody who listens to Daily Shot of Pirates. We will do another one of these tomorrow. 